Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the opportunity to participate in the worship through giving. And as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Guess what we are into our second episode of our series called Stories. And our whole thing about this is sharing your faith adventure with others. That is our thing that we want to do. We want to actual, accurately portray what it is that we are living. I believe it was the Apostle Peter said we should be able to go at all times to give an answer to everyone about the hope that lies within us. So today we're going to go into our second episode of this series. And one of the points that we want to bring out is the fact that when we're walking in the light and right relationship with God, it requires walking in authentic relationship with, number one, other believers. And then, number two, it means that we should be open about our failures as well as our successes. And that honesty means to be honest with not only people around us, but also to God. Rather than us trying to make it look like everything is all right. Now, again, as I've, I've said previously, if I'm talking about you, nobody will know that I'm talking about you if you continue to look straight ahead. But last week, on episode number one, we talked about to tell the truth. And we were talking about being able to overcome because of the blood that Jesus has shed from us, for us. But not only because of that, but also because we made the declaration. We made a testimony to the fact that we are overcomers. This week, in episode number two... I just want us to take a couple of minutes. I, my goal is for us to only be here for 10 minutes. Yeah, y'all all, all laughing. Oh, somebody said take your time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody said take your time. All right. So the next 10 hours. All right. Oh, okay. That's not my time. 10 hours is not my time. All right. Well, but what I do want to do want to take, I don't think it's going to take long for us to really hit this. But we'll take as long as necessary. This episode is going to be called The Truth of the Facts. The Truth of the Facts. I'm going to say it one more time. The Truth of the Facts. And that is going to be episode number two of our series, Stories. Sharing your faith adventure with others. Now, before we jump into the scripture, let me let me lay out some more definitions. And this time, my media folks got us got us squared away because I remembered to tell them that we actually going to have the definitions on the board for you. The first definition is story. Story is a connected account or narration of some happening. Our second 
definition is truth. Truth is the exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. Truth is the exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. The next definition. What was we just did truth, right? Uh -huh. The next definition is true, which is being in accordance with the actual state of things. Now the difference is truth is a noun. Y'all remember that? Truth. Noun is a I mean, what did I say? Truth. truth, right. Truth is a noun. Y'all remember what that is? A person, place, a thing. Alright. True is an adjective. And an adjective is a word that modifies a noun. Okay? Now, for those of us that have that live out in the community, we always hear when somebody says something, they'll say true. Right? When they agree, they'll say true. Oh, y'all don't live in that area? Well, in the area that I be hanging out with folks at, they be saying true. And they be, they be, all right? And if they're really with you, they be like, that's the truth. Right? Okay. The next word that I want to bring out is the word fact. Fact is also a noun, and it is anything done or that comes to pass. An act, a deed, an effect produced or achieved an event. So if we were to kind of put these all together, because we kind of use these all like they're the same word. But I want us to make sure that we get an understanding that truth is absolute. Truth don't change. Fact is based upon something that has occurred. True is how we provide credence to whatever it is that we're talking about. That's true. It might be true in your mind, but it might not be the truth. You see how that worked real quick? All right. Now, now, my last word that I, I want us to, to look at is the word walk. Walk is a verb. And what is a, what is a verb? Action. It's action. All right. So, walk is to live and to act or behave, to pursue a particular course of life. When you see the word walk in the Bible, it is talking about to live and act or behave, to pursue a particular course of life. In Bible study we talked about walk means to execute with intention. Execute with intentionality. To move forward with purpose and intention. So in order for us to walk in the light as we started out talking about, we have to intentionally be focused to walk in the light. I knew I was going to get too many amens on that one. Yes. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump into this First John, the first chapter, starting at that fifth verse. And we're going to be in the English standard for this. First John, the first chapter, starting at that fifth verse, says this. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 
verse 6 says, If we say we have fellowship him with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Oh my goodness. It's, verse number 7 breaks it down like this. It says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse number eight. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I'm just reading this, y'all. I ain't, like I said, you look straight ahead, nobody know, nobody know talk. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then this is for the, this last, the verse number 10 is, is, is like the cherry on top. Now, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I'll just read what that says. All right. John 17. John 17. John 17. John 17. Starting at the 16th verse, it goes like this. Jesus is saying this. He says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is true. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts that we may grow thereby. In Jesus' name. Amen two times. All right. Now, let's, let's look at this. Like I said, I'm not going to hold y'all long today, but I do want to point out a couple things. I had the opportunity to see a video. There's a young man that does, a uh, comedian who does, um, he does uh, videos on the YouTube. And so this one video, him and his girl were walking up in this mountainous area and they stop at a point and they're looking out across the vast, beautiful, mountainous area. And as he has her looking out there, he reaches into his pocket, he pulls out a case, and he pulls out a ring. He gets down on one knee, and she turns around towards him, and he says, will you marry me? And she says, wait a minute. Is, are we recording this? He says, yes, I have somebody over there recording. Well, I'm not in the right light. Let's, let's adjust so, I, so we can be in the right light. And instead of you getting down on your left knee, get down on your right knee so we're both open to the picture. And after about five or six takes, <laughs> she finally said no. All right. No, she did say yes. I, I'm sorry. I did throw that. I, I just had to make it more funny. But no, she did say, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't even think she said anything. 
But she had them change. They, they recorded about five different things. Because on social media, we always got to look good. It's always got to be right. It's up. You know what? I got, I got, I got a, my son who has worked in filming and stuff, and he corrects me because, like, right now, he done beat me up twice, and, I, and I'm, I was just being hard-headed. Um, he said, Dad, you, you, you're a little dark, and we need to get some light on you. And I said, okay. And so I made sure the lights was turned up. And he said, that ain't what I'm talking about. And so so I guess next week I'll be a little bit lighter for y'all that's watching from long distance because I'm finally going to try to listen. I, I, no, I'm not going to try. I'm going to listen to my son and because he wants me to look presentable to you all that are watching us via live feed. And also, he don't want y'all, I guess, not to think that I'm so dark. But anyway. <laughs> but... We know that folks take 50 selfies before they put one on social media. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're guilty, but I'm just saying this is what folks do. All right? Look straight ahead. Nobody knows I'm talking about you. But I've seen folks stand in front of a sign, do like this, do like this, doing like this, doing like this, and then they... Do like this, do like <laughs> they done took all these photos just to get the right one, just to get the one that will get the approval of everyone that is watching, just to make everyone think that everything is alright. And oh, now for us more advanced people on selfies. You go over there to Snapchat, you pull up one of them filters, you can go ahead and get it balanced, you can set everything right. Yeah. I mean, you can put a, you, come on now, you can make it look good. You can add skin tone and take away skin tone. You can do all just so it makes you look better. Now, we can actually sometimes take away the word social media and say church. Sometimes we come in and we try to present as if this is the best look that we have in knowing that we are toe up from the floor. We cover up our true self. We hide our true self. We remove our true self so that we can present this look that everybody deems is appropriate. Because we don't want folks to know that we're not perfect. We don't want folks to know that they're not perfect. I gotta do what mama said. <laughs> we think that if someone sees a flaw in us, then we are not going to be in the right light with people. Now, let me tell you something about people. People care more about themselves than they do you. You know, um, so this what's going through your head that has you thinking that they are really focused on you is not true. They don't care. 
I just want to let that resonate. They, they don't. Okay. This is something that we have built up in our environment, in ourselves. We, we watch commercials on television. We see all this stuff. Now, let me, let me tell y'all something about commercials. This, this is definitely an alley. Do y'all know that the pictures of the food on commercials has been doctored? Mm -hmm. Did y'all, let me tell y'all my favorite one. My favorite one is, what they will do is, they'll take Elmer's glue, put some uh, food coloring in it to make it look the same color as the cheese. And so when you see them pull, pick up the piece of cheese and you see the cheese like stretching like that, cheese don't stretch like that. <laughs> That's the Elmer's glue they mix with it and so now it makes it stretch. I'm probably going to get written up by the... Marketers Association for that one. But they do things to cause you to think that this is how. So you keep buying pizza and you keep going in there and trying to get it. You're like, well, this piece didn't work, so let me buy another pizza and let me see this piece. And, and that's the deception that you go through. Yeah, they, yes, somebody made fun, of it, made fun of it. But yeah, instead of you saying, I'm going to go try a different pizza, you say, well, maybe this one, they didn't cook it long enough, so let me go buy another pizza of the same type because I want to get it to stretch like it did on TV. Order extra cheese. Okay, they're going order extra cheese. And extra cheese don't stretch like that because they mix glue in it. Because they know, if you notice, they don't show folks eating that pizza. They just show you... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you Now what they will do is You see them stretch right And then you notice that the camera changes right Because they stopped everything Gave the person a real piece of pizza Ain't the same piece that they saw lifted up Because it's all stuck up in the air Because it grew hard And now they eating it and you're like Oh they ate that pizza No that was another piece that they just pulled out the oven That they come on now Come on but we have to realize that everything is not as it seems. Mm -hmm. Everything is not there to be what you think it is to be. And so we have to realize that sometimes even we, the body of Christ, sometimes put up a facade. Sometimes we put up this false front that we want folks to think that everything is okay. I remember um, seeing some, some, some friends of mine and they were coming out of the car and the husband left the wife. Uh, she was getting the babies out of the car. He rushed into the church and uh, I was like, hey man, what's going on? He said, man, that woman. He said, she just, I don't know why, she just tried to take my Holy Ghost from me. She just want to argue with me right before we come to church service. And what kept going through my mind was, uh, why are you upset that she argued? Now, are you arguing because she, are you mad because she argued with you before church service or are you mad because she argued with you? Now, this person, he was arguing because church service because he, 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 he really was living that facade type of thing. So she came in and I happened to be standing there and I said, hey sis, what's going on? She said, everything's good. It's all lovely. It's all blessed be the name of the Lord. You know. And 
So we want everybody to think that everything's okay. Now she's walking in. They had a little baby, so she got the thing. She got the uh, the what's that thing called, Logan? The baby bag, uh, and she had a, a little toddler, and she's trying to manage all that. And he done ran into the church service. I, I, you know, I now listen. I'm not. I wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect, but I, I just, mm, I just don't like that. Oh, see, I don't put me in another alley. Okay, let me get out this alley. That's, that's not a good place. But we have to realize that it's okay to come into the church and say, you know what, we're not getting. Let's go into this service. So maybe the pastor gonna say something that's gonna heal us. Maybe some. Yes. But if you go in there and talk about I'm okay, everything's good, you're not going to receive what God has for you because you think everything's okay. No, God, God, I'm broken, I'm mad. If that woman say something to me right now, and if he tell me to say something to her, I ain't going to say what he told me to say. I'm going to say what I'm feeling right now. All right? If y'all know, I don't say look at your neighbor. Because y'all might say something to make, make some folks be ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? Touch, touch your neck. No, no, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch, because, mm-mm. But my, my thing is, we have to get to the point that we say, I am flawed. I am broken. I have some things in my life that I still need to have some repair done. Because if you don't acknowledge that you need help, Guess what you're not going to get? Help. You're not going to get help. I'm just praying that the Lord. Now this makes me think of my other story. See, I'm going longer now. The man was drowning. Lord, send help. A piece of wood go by. Lord, send help. I'm drowning. A person in a rowboat go by. He said, I'm waiting on the Lord. Cruise ship go by. I'm waiting on the Lord. He drowned. And the Lord said, he said, he's up there before the Lord. He said, Lord, why you let me die? He said, I sent you a piece of wood. I sent you a person to rope. I sent you a cruise ship. You just don't listen. <laughs> we can bind ourselves up. We can position ourselves in such a way that we do not receive the necessary healing that God has for us. We do not receive or are not able to operate and walk in the word that God has for us because we're trying to look like we don't need the word that God has for us. Now, hold on now. If God made us, God created us, then I think he knows what we need at our time of need. I'm not trying to make up something. I'm just saying, you know, that's what just kind of look, look like right to me. But I, I do want to tell you this. That just like mold, sin likes to be in the dark. Sin grows in the dark. And when we try to hide that discrepancy, when we try to put it like everything's okay, we're hiding it. We're, 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 we're protecting it. We're allowing it to grow and to fester and to become more a part of our lives. And the longer we keep it hidden, guess what? The more powerful it becomes in our lives. Keep looking ahead. Nobody know I'm talking. All right? Keep looking ahead. There is a saying that we used to have in, my, in the men's ministry I belong to. 
The power of sin is in secrecy. If you keep trying to keep that discrepancy, that imperfection a secret, guess what? It has power over you. When we are dealing with people that have addictions to pornography, the first thing that they do is they say, I don't have a problem. I can stop this at any time. But then we find out that they just got, went and bought another computer and that they got that computer hidden. And so it now becomes a deeper hold in them because now they're trying to hide it and can't get the necessary help that they need. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying this is a, a tendency that we run into because the power of sin is in us trying to keep it secret. Yes. Set an alarm clock at 3 o'clock in the morning so everybody is asleep so you can do your dirt in the middle of the morning. I ain't, I'm not pointing no fingers. I'm just saying. Folks will do things instead of saying, listen, I have a problem. I have a deficiency. The church is not a perfected entity. The church is supposed to be a hospital. It's supposed to be a place that we go in because we're broken, because we're hurting, that we're confused, and we're supposed to find rest in the church. But if I show up and everybody says, you can't come here because you're not perfect like we perfect, what does that do to the person? It causes a problem. And if we want to defeat sin, we have to acknowledge it. We just talked about if we sin, what? God is faithful and just to cleanse us and to forgive us of all unrighteousness. But if we say we not let me find that real quick. Verse number 10. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So let's Let's just, listen, I have issues. I have deficiencies. I have problems. And I come to y'all because I need help. I need someone to be accountable to. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to be accountable to God, but I also need someone on earth to be accountable to so that I can grow through this. Someone that will pray me through this. And now, let me run down that alley real quick. If somebody tells you, that don't mean you tell everybody else. All right. They told you because they have confidence in your ability in order to help them through this thing. Now, let's, let's dig this a little deeper. If you got the same issue, then maybe you should just grab them in their arm and say, we need to go to somebody together because I got the same problem. And maybe, we, maybe you came to me to help me to get help too. Yes, yes. All right, keep looking straight ahead. So we got to realize that we need to walk in truth. We have to walk in truth. Jesus said, God, we need you to sanctify us. We need you to set us apart in truth. Where's the truth? Your word is the truth. If we walk in the word, what? If we move in intentionality, walk with the purpose of living according to God's word, we walk in truth. And when we walk in truth, next thing we know, we have victory. So we want to be those that not just look at the fact, which is the result of something that we've done. 
But we want to already be set up in the truth so that when we walk in truth, we already know what the fact is going to be. One of my long-range mentors, as I call him, said, did an illustration like this. He said, a fake ID is normally used to give the impression that a young person is older than they really are. Many Christians come to church with a fake ID, <laughs> giving the impression that all is well when all is not. We show an idea of harmony when our lives are really in discord. We show an idea of having it all together when we don't even know where all the parts have gone. However, God saved us for authentic relationships and fellowship with one another. That's Dr. Tony Evans, one of my long-range mentors. We got to get the fake out. We got to remove it. And... It, yes, let me, let me help you. Yes, it makes you vulnerable. Yes, it will change folks' perception of you. Yes, it will do those things. But that is part of life. That is what this is about. God is not trying to change your outside to change the inside. God is working from the inside to change the outside. We won't wrap around this but what we need to wrap around is the word of God because truth is what we want to walk in. We don't want to walk in the fact because the fact can change. We want to walk in the truth because the truth is absolute. So we want to walk in the absoluteness of the truth if that is a word. Absoluteness. Final thing that I, I think I must do today is so that word confess, that's in verse number 9 of 1 John 1 and 9. Now in the Greek, that word is a present subjective active tense. Present subjective active tense. This means it is implied that the action is repetitive, continual, and ongoing. In other words, confession of our sin isn't a one-time thing mm. okay. when we get saved. It is a continual action that helps our relationship with God stay healthy. Y'all, mm -hmm. y'all, mm, y'all know y'all said that little cuss word under your breath after that person got on your ner nerves at work. Okay. You know you said it. You tried to keep it in your mind, but your lips started moving quicker than your mind could shut them off. And you done, Lord. And then y'all be like, Lord, forgive me. Y'all, that ain't no repentance. Y'all just like, I'm just trying to do it. Look, Lord, forgive me. No. Because you know what I discovered? When you do something like that, you say, Lord, Lord, help me. Guess what? That person will look like doing a U-turn and come right back to you. And now you like, Because God is trying to perfect something in you. He wants to work some things in you. And guess what I found out? When God works things in you, he don't make it soft. Because you know why? Because we all hard heads. Some of our heads are harder than others. 
there was an old saying. Now we got some older older generation folks in here. As soon as I started, they gonna finish it. But they used to always say, "A hard head." Boy, y'all must have had the same parents. You gonna get the rest of it. You keep talking. All right. But what we have to do is we have to look at this confession. Is a one of the things that we talked about when we talked about um, being in repentance in our Bible study was the fact that confession almost becomes almost an hourly thing. Because when you look at how you're living and how you're thinking and, 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 and what your cause and effects are, you have to make adjustments all the time. And if we know that if we confess it to God and Lord forgive me is not necessarily a confession. I remember when we first got married and I would, I would do some things and I would say, babe, I'm sorry. And she'd be like, okay. But after a while, when I kept doing the same things and she'd be like, I'd be like, babe, I'm sorry. She'd be like, what you sorry for? Mm -hmm. you, what you sorry for? And then you had to tap dance. Um, I'm sorry for because um, and that's the same thing we do with God. Well, God, what, what this is what I would tell you: if you are confessing something to God, I would dare you to say, "Lord, I said this to this person, and I know that's not in accordance with Your Word. I need You to help me to control my tongue." And then that person gonna come back again. Now, let me say this. I don't mean physically that person, but that is going to happen again until you get the victory over. I hear so many couples say, well, it feels like we're on a cycle. We're doing real good. Then we're not doing good. Then we're doing bad. Then we make up. Then we're doing good. And then, well, if you don't want to be on the cycle, then you got to change something. Okay. Right? So let us look at this. If we confess and we want God's hand, God's uh, justification to be a part of our life, His, Him to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now remember, if He's cleansing us from all unrighteousness, how many of y'all, now I, I'm really going to get old on some of y'all, how many of y'all ever heard of lie soap? I already know two people gonna raise their hand up, like raise it extended. They probably used it, um, but I ain't gonna make fun of them today. But it, but my point is, lie soap was soap made out of lie, and the lie is L Y E because somebody just said something smart. And I, I, if I wasn't on live, I'd be throwing stuff at them. But anyway. Lie actually has this caustic property to it, which means it can burn you. Lie don't play. All right? But let me tell you something about lie. Lie are clean. Now, it'll take off two or three layers of skin, but your hands will be clean, right? Now, see, I got, I got them talking now. And so, when... You get in trouble. Oh no, 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 let me let me go something different. 
if you have gone outside and it's time for dinner, one of the first things they tell you to do when you come in the house before you eat dinner is what? Wash your hands. Now, how come you just can't wash your hands one time and eat dinner for the rest of your life? Because you, oh, so just like sin, we have to go back to God and get reclaimed. And he's working in us righteousness as he's cleaning us. Because you realize that the thing that used to bother you before doesn't bother you anymore, but now it seems to have grown to another level. Now, that don't mean that you're doing worse. That means that God is maturing you and he's positioning you to have greater victory in the situation. I'm just trying to help you out now. Now, with that being said, how often do you think we should confess our sins if we know we're going to be cleansed from them? All, somebody said it. All the time. So if that is true, we should be doing it all the time. There should get to a point where we will emotionally get tired of having to confess the same thing to God. You will get emotionally tired. God, I hate to have to keep coming to you with this. And you will start walking in a different direction. You will start doing things differently. And then you'll be like, Lord, I know I asked you just yesterday. And then the next thing you know, you're like, Lord, I know I asked you last week. And you just start growing. But your intentional walk has to be in effect. So, the uh, truth of the facts is this. That sometimes the fact is we look like everything's okay. But the truth of the fact is we ain't okay. You can cover up this shell. You can take 50 selfies. You can put every filter on the thing. You can do all this to make it look okay. But 90% of the time, I'll even go high as 95%. I'll even go as high as 99% of the time. Folks know that you got something going on. You just fooling yourself. Again, the worst type of deception, self-deception. Now as we close today, I do want to remind everyone that we're talking about our ability to deliver the testimony that God has done for us to others. And last week I went over these four or uh, three things when you're telling someone your testimony. I'm a, I'm a, we're going to do this the whole series. The first thing was, what was my life before I encountered Jesus? The second thing was, what did I look like when Jesus transformed my life? The third thing, how is Jesus continuing to transform my life? 
And that's where the truth of the fact comes in because there's a constant transformation that you're going through as you live this life. Because God wants to build us up from, the Bible says, from faith to faith and from glory to glory. As we increase our faith, he wants to glorify himself in us so that we can more abundantly show his light to those that are around us. God doesn't share his glory with anyone else, but he reflects his glory in all of us. That came to me just now. I'm going to have to listen to that part of the tape again. Because that is so true. So what I want you to do, I want you to have your truth in line with your fact. Because the fact could look like you always smiling. But we know you took 50, 50 selfies to get that smile right. Just be who you are. Love who you are. Because God made you to be you. So that you can be all that he has called for you to be. Okay? Alright. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus into your life. You just, you're the selfie person. You're trying to make everything look okay. And there's something missing on the inside. And you can try so many things. But there are certain things in our life that can only be fixed. Only be fulfilled by God himself. Now you can... Feel like, you can sense like, you can think like it's okay, but you know that is not the fulfillment that you are seeking for. So the first thing that you need to do is you have to accept the gift that God has given you, which is salvation. Now the Bible lays it out just like this, and it's, it's so simple. It lays it out that we all have sinned and come short of God's glorious standard. But what God has done for us, he has sent his son to pay the price for us. Now, which of us would keep paying a bill that has already been paid off? Jesus has already paid the cost for sin. And all he wants you to do is accept the gift. Now, the way that we accept this gift, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And that word saved means rescued or delivered. And what are you being rescued? You're being rescued and delivered from the penalty of sin. The Bible says that the Wages of sin, the result of sin, the payment of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus. Now, this is something that is laid out for us. But God even says it again. He said, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved, rescued, delivered. His desire is for us to be in right standing with him. He has everything already set up for us. All we have to do is accept the gift that he has provided. 
Now, if today is your first day of hearing about this, this is what I challenge you to do. All you have to do is confess that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. There's not a lot of things that you have to go through. It's that simple. But the process begins is that you now should begin to walk in a newness of life. And that is accepting Christ into your life, finding other like-minded believers in which to fellowship with. Now, what we would love to do, we would love to assist you along this journey. And you can let us know that you've accepted Christ today into your life. We're going to provide some information to you to help you along this journey. You say, well, I'm not there in, in South Carolina. That's fine. We will assist you to get you established with the local church congregation to help you be around people that's going to encourage you to walk this walk that God has before you. And I want to tell you that this is the greatest decision that you can make for your lifetime. Because God is faithful and will look out to perform his duty in you. Alright? So, let us know via email, info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. And we will be delighted to assist you on this new journey. Alright? Well, with that said, I want to remind us that this was episode two of Stories. Sharing your faith adventure with others. And it was called The Truth of the Facts. Until next week, may God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.